All right, welcome, welcome everybody. Looks like we are live. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm gonna be getting started for the day here. Uh, so I'm having a blast just uh, translating, <clears throat> going through the the book of Ephesians, translating it, and I'll tell you some of those verses in there. Uh, they sort of omit like a lot of words and things like that. So <clears throat> very interesting and. Uh, pretty fascinating. I'm running the calculations. It'll take me about five years to finish to finish the Bible, right? And probably it'll take me a lot longer than that. It'll five years to get through a first at the at the rate I'm going to get through a first publication of the Disciples of Christ version of the Bible, which I plan, I'm planning well, I'm planning on, on doing it 100% free, but uh, we'll see we'll see how that works out. Uh, but the uh, if you've noticed, right, <clears throat> I'm finding a lot of mistranslations, and these are these are areas where the apostles, right? <clears throat> obviously, the apostles are not contradicting Christ, right? I did do that one mistranslation on a video where. Uh, the apostle Paul supposedly is saying not by works and Christ says do the works, right? So funny enough, there's a lot of content, right, created um, by people who don't really understand that indeed these are heirs of the authors, right? Not, not, uh, <clears throat> not, it's not how the Bible is properly translated, right? And so the mistranslations that I'm rooting out right there are the contradictions of the that authors have uh, translated. For example, right when you when you are looking over the ancient Greek text, right, uh, you're you can well when you choose a when you when you see a word in Greek, you can translate it into English into roughly like three to five words, right? And then there are words that are synonymous with that, right? And so <clears throat> while, while uh, I don't, I'm not exactly sure why they, they translate it inaccurately, if they just don't have the knowledge or they just are in a rush or, or what, but it is, it is an error on the translator, an error, author error, right? Uh, also, right, oftentimes these Bibles are written by groups of uh, 10, 15 guys. Uh, in this case, I am the only one translating the, the, the Bible. So I will be able to recognize uh, any conflicting verses or correction. <laughs> I'll try my best to recognize and get out as many of the mistranslations as I can. This is, uh, if, you're tr if you're looking to do something like that, you have to have a rock solid, accurate theology. Right. You have to understand how Christianity works. Right. And not not how God works. Right. Because nobody really knows how God works. He's referred to in Ephesians as the mystery. Right. The mystery of God, the mystery of Christ Jesus. And uh, <clears throat> that is really important to understand when you are translating the Bible, because if you don't have that theology, right. Uh, trying to translate some of these holy words, right? Like righteousness. Well, what, what is righteousness? Or being a temple for God. 
Well, if you don't really have a, an in-depth understanding of the faith, of the religion, of accurate Christian theology, uh, being a temple of God might not much make much sense to you. Or what being a temple of God uh, implies, it might not make much sense to you what it entails, right? So understanding this, I think, is, is really important as you're reading over the Bible. Uh, and also understanding, right, when you're reading over the Bible that, right, sometimes you're looking at a word going, what? This doesn't make any sense. Or, or a verse that says, oh, this doesn't make any sense, right? And you have to understand that, you know, when you're reading the verse, it is, uh, in some versions of the Bible, it is a good idea to understand that it is a ballpark right? It is not exact, the exact translation. There is indeed some that is lost in translation. And with the Disciples of Christ version of the Bible, of course, trying to get that out so that it is as accurate as possible in alignment with how God would want it translated, right? Accurate Christian theology produces immortality, heaven, exaltation, etc., etc., etc. But uh, inaccurate Christian theology or ugh, some of these some of these Bible scholars out there twisting the scriptures like crazy. How dare they? Um, so they do preachers or even even some uh, people who have translated some versions of the Bible, right? There are 3,000 versions of the Bible out there. So uh, getting a good one. I'll tell you, King James is, is pretty good, but Grace, right? Grace. Some of the theologies on grace are inaccurate in the King James, i.e., they contradict Christ. And so that's you can obviously tell, oh, this is a contradiction to Christ. Well, Christ is the head of the religion, so therefore you know that the uh, theology is proven false and inaccurate. It's a it's just a bad translation, right? But uh, with the word grace, right, it can also mean out of God's goodness, right? Out of God's goodness, or but anyways. Just, just be on guard. Understand that accurate Christian theology is important. And when you apply accurate Christian theology to your life, right, it will uh, be benefit your life. It will benefit anybody's life who applies it to their life. Accurate Christian theology is extremely good for anyone who practices it. It will benefit not only their own life, but the lives of every person in their life. That is what it means to be uh, a light of the world, right? When I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world, right? And so if you imagine, anyways, if you imagine the sun, right? The sun giving light, giving life, making life possible, right? Giving life to all living creatures, right? That's sort of what Christians are going for. We're going for the edification of other people, building other people up, helping other people, leading other people, guiding other people, loving other people. And sometimes this is really important to understand that emotions, right, uh, with, as, as men, right, we like to fix things, right? Oh, it's a broken car. Oh, I'll go fix it. Oh, it's, uh, you know, my, my chair leg broke off. Oh, I'll just go get some glue and glue it back together, right? Something like that, right? But, right, you can't always fix people in this way, right? People are indeed much more complex and emotions are just uh, sometimes they're illogical, right? You think, Oh, I can fix it this way. And it's, you're nowhere near fixing it that way. So healing, right. And what Jesus Christ was doing 
for the majority was healing other people. Christ was a healer, right? And so understanding that as Christians, taking a look at Mother Teresa, for example, Mother Teresa was also a healer, right? And they are rare, right? But it is indeed a virtue that all mankind should grow within themselves, knowing how to just heal people, right? And it involves giving just positive words, just positivity, right? Maybe you, you have a split second thought, you think this person is really too far gone or whatever, right? But that would be casting the judgment that Christ says, hey, don't pass judgment, right? And uh, understanding that passing judgment, it's detrimental, right? It will, it will um, have a negative effect on your life is why Christ says, get it out, don't do it. But this is not a judge, actual judgment, right? Uh, judgment and passing judgment are just a little bit different. Passing judgment is when you meet someone, and you say, oh, this person's a liar and you haven't even talked to them. Right. That's like a you're, you're passing judgment that they are indeed deceitful or they're going to it's scarring. It is damage within ourselves. Right. And this is negative. It's, we got to get that out so that when we meet people, we can say, hey, give them the benefit of the doubt. Welcome them. Right. These are all asked of Christ Jesus love them, etc. Now, judgment is when that person walks up and steals your laptop and runs off with it. And uh, so passing judgment, you're not passing judgment then, right? Thinking, oh, he's a thief because he actually is a thief. That's actual judgment. So understanding the difference between passing judgment and judgment, right? There is an action, indeed an, an action, right? Uh, we do not uh, condemn people for thoughts, right? Oh, I, I saw him. He was thinking a bad thought. Oh, there's a rumor about this guy. That's enough. I'll get him out of here. No, that's not at all how God wants it. That's not at all how Christians actually practice their religion, right? There must be an action, right? Maybe someone speaks something and you interpret it as negative or crude or something like that. Well, give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they didn't mean it the way that you, that you are interpreting it. Right. But this indeed is not foolishness, but it is it is involving a rich amount of mercy, a divine amount of mercy. Right. And to heal. Right. You have to understand these things so that you can turn them off. Right. Passing judgment. Well, you just you just instead of that, you just keep loving them when they may be right. Even when they may be messed up, even when they maybe do something uh, sinful, you just keep loving them. And this is the irresistible love of God. It is what has drawn and will draw, has drawn 40% of the world's population, will draw 100% of the population into Christ, into the ways of Christ, because they are divine ways. Mankind sees them. Mankind sees their effectiveness. They see the positive effects of practicing their way, these ways, the ways of Christ, on our own lives. And they run to it. They're drawn to it. It is an attractive energy, an attractive, charismatic state that cannot be resisted when practiced accurately. And so understanding this is important because as healers, right, 
Christ of Christ. We are Christ was a healer. Therefore, we are to a certain extent commanded to heal and be healers like Mother Teresa, like Jesus Christ. This is Christianity. It is the root. It is the core. It is the foundation of Christianity. Love. Love heals. It is not love that has scarred someone, right? It is not love that has damaged someone. It's something else. Bitterness, hatred, etc., etc., right? And so understanding that, giving that love, and keep and you keep on loving someone, they are not going to uh, stray. They're not going to. Uh, now they're not going to be perfect, of course, but they're not going to uh, keep doing it a different way. They will come to Christ, and many times they will bow down and surrender to Christ, to the ways of Christ, right? So understanding that these ways are are the way, right? They're the best way to do things. They're the most effective way to do things. They're the most efficient way to get something done. They will increase productivity. They will increase health, inner health, well-being. They will increase spiritual efficiency, they will grow your inner spiritual connection with the one true living God of all Israel. They are the life, the way, the truth, and the life is what Christ suggests. <clears throat> they are the way to heaven. They are the life that every single person wants. They will give life. And there is truth. Truth within them. So understanding this, right, <clears throat> understanding that as Christians, our default setting, the, the gear, that, so to speak, that we are in, right, <clears throat> what, while cars have different gears, neutral, drive, reverse, etc., uh, Christians have different gears as well. And but instead of drive, Christians <laughs> have instead of the gear drive, love. We love and we keep on loving, and that is our default state that we operate in. It is the default state that we exist in throughout all our lives about 90% of the time. Christians will just be giving love. Hey, thanks so much. You made me an incredible coffee. Go above and beyond for each and every person, and you will have an above and beyond life. Go beyond each and every time you choose to do something and your life will be above and beyond your expectations and people who do not. And the amount of people who do not choose to go above and beyond commit themselves 100% of the time into producing, giving their 100% best effort. It's 70, 80, 90% of the world's population. So understanding that and making the conscious decision, make a note, keep it in your pocket, whatever it takes, make a post-it note, put it where you sit. Say, I go above and beyond for God, right? And so Christians, we go above and beyond. Hey, incredible coffee. Love that beanie. Great shirt, dude. Look great today. Did you do a little extra? Did you do a little extra? Did you take a little extra time? You look great etc 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 i could probably help you with that 
I know someone who could help you with that. Oh, you need a job? I have a friend, etc., etc., etc. And you keep going. This will not only create connections in your life, but it will well up that wellspring of goodness, that wellspring of immortality in yourself. It will grow and grow and grow you into a temple for the living God. Into a state of godliness. According to the Bible, this is Ephesians 4. It's Ephesians 4. I'm translating right now. <laughs> so if you wonder where, where most of my content comes from, well, it's the verses I'm translating right now. But I have, I have you know, I've studied the Bible my whole life. So, uh, <clears throat> And so understanding, right, that we are entities of love. A Christian is no longer. Christians lay down the old man, letting the old man die while taking up the new man who is rooted within the ways of Christ Jesus, rooted within the ways of love and being loving towards each other. Do you need a ride home? Uh, now, this is not this is not a foolishness, right? Oh, I have. I have uh, one tank of gas left in my car and, and this person wants to give me, is asking for a ride that will take half of my gas, right? You know, maybe, yes, but it is factoring in, it is also factoring in reality, right? We're not constantly stepping out on the water in foolishness, right? We step out on the water in faith and understanding the difference between foolishness and faith, it takes time. Because sometimes you'll hear, you'll hear something, maybe your own inner voice saying, hey, you're going to win the lottery today. Go buy a ticket. And you go and you say, oh, out of faith, I'm doing this. And it is just indeed out of faith by your own words that you're doing it out of faith, right? Now, uh, but you go and you buy the ticket and, hey, it's a, it's a dollar winner. Or, hey, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a loser, right? understanding this is important right it is not always the voice of god right this is why uh for john for the apostle john suggests that we should test the spirits right if you if you realize right oh that's just my own voice well that's important to understand right so understanding that christians have been given free will while we serve god we're servants of god we're not slaves to God. The translation of slavery to God is actually inaccurate. If you think about it, if God wanted slaves, right, we would not, uh, we would not have free will, right? So why would God ask for slavery, right? What God asks is good servitude, i.e. the good servant doesn't oppose the master, doesn't oppose God, doesn't oppose God's holy ways, right? The good servant loves God, loves God's ways out of wisdom, out of love, right? And understanding that these ways are incredible and they'll change your life. They can get you out of any situation, out of any level of despair, out of any level of hopelessness that exists in all creation. So is it community that you're seeking? Apply the love of Jesus Christ and you will have community. Is it finance you're seeking? 
apply the love of Jesus Christ, apply the ways of God to your finance, and your finance will excel. Interestingly enough, there is a, one of my mentors, Sir John Templeton. He is an asset manager uh, and uh, finished or ended his life with around $20 billion in, in assets. He was, he was worth about $20 billion when he passed away. And he speaks of how he applied the ways of God to his life to obtain uh, the life that he has. That is what I'm talking about. And it's not just finance, right? Christians, we're not, we, we understand finance is important, right? But we don't worship finance. So when it comes down to God or finance, that's it. Time's up. God says, give, you give. That's simple, right? That is who God is, right? But it is not foolishness, it is faith, right? And understanding that is very important. We are servants of God who practice his ways out of love. In fact, almost everything Christians do is done out of love. And understanding this is extremely important, right? You cannot produce uh, the love of Jesus Christ, right, without giving love. And so this is why the foundation of the entire religion, first and second commandment, and even the golden rule, right, they're, they're spoken out of love. All commandments, all messages, all the words of the Bible are given to mankind out of love. They're to lead us to lives that we love, etc., etc., etc. But we have to understand them in order to be able to practice them. <clears throat> this is why it's important to read your Bible. Uh, yes, the Bible is holy, sacred script, right? Uh, while some Bibles, they have minor errors in them, that doesn't mean that it corrupts the entire book. The majority of the Bible is extremely good for you, especially... I mean, King James Version and New International Version are, are uh, incredible. Five, ten years from now, hey, Disciples of Christ Version, I'm really trying to, to get it uh, to a point that is a, a, right? I want it to be the best Bible out there. So that's, that's what I'm going for, above the best, right? Above and beyond, well, I'm trying to go above and beyond. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out, right? Uh, who knows? But we, God is with me. And I, I put in about 80 hours last week, something like that. My eyes are sore. I'm rubbing my eyes, uh, working so much. But it's a good feeling. You know, you feel like a champion. You feel like, hey, I set out, I set out to work 60 hours this week. Man, I, I hit 80. Man, I feel great. Right? But it, a Christian life, uh, while it, it does contain a sincere work ethic, right? A high amount of hours worked each and every week. Uh, it also contains balance. Love is balance. We're not just all working out of love 100% of the time. We're not just uh, loving uh, in our homes, doing nothing 100% of the time, right? It's a combination. Sometimes we'll be working in love. Sometimes we'll be at home spending time, time with our families, with our friends in love, right? But the key to that foundation, right? The foundation of a house is love. If the foundation is love, the house, the house does not move off of love. It sits and stays firmly rooted in love and love alone. So understanding that is the foundation of Christianity. It is the first commandment, love God, right? 
And the second commandment is love everything else, right? <laughs> so understanding this is, is the foundation of Christianity. So I think that's where we're going to end for the day, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't ever forget how much God loves you. And I'll see you guys all next time.